Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my good nanny radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Mia, 
Um, She was raised in Kansas City, Missouri, on a healthy diet of books and magazines. Her decision to be a journalist was practically inevitable. After graduating from the University of Chicago and Northwestern's School of Journalism, she moved to New York City to further her journalism career, freelancing for the New York Times, Fast Company, Fortune.com, and The Root. Always bothered by the lack of diversity in her favorite magazine, she even wrote letters to Ebony and Essence when she was 12. And she proposed that they create a teenage version of the publication and make her editor-in-chief. Antonia was especially struck by main, but by the lack of mainstream um, media of professional women of color. When founder emeritus Deborah Choi reached out to partner with her on a new site that would present a more realistic and relatable view of black motherhood, she knew she found her calling. So let's chat with her, and um, I want everybody, if you're online, this show is recorded live, so um, you can check out www.matermea.com. Um, so you can follow along, check out her site, and hear her story. So we're going to connect her now. And while we're connecting her, I want to say thank you. I see everybody on the phone lines. Thank you. We're going to try and live tweet. Yeah, my Okay, my producers say we're going to live tweet. So um, thank you for tuning in. Um, Antonia, we've connected you. Are you on? Yeah, hi. Welcome to MGN Radio. Wow. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for having joining me. Us. Awesome. Awesome. I always love it when I when I get to kind of know the product or service before I talk to the guest. And it's mm-hmm. really, really amazing. But let's get started. First of all, say the name of your magazine. Yeah, um, it's Modern Mia. Modern Mia. Oh, my God. How did you come up with that name and what does it mean? Well, it loosely uh, translates into mother of mine um, or my mother, and it is presenting um, women from all spectrums and all walks of life in a way that I don't typically see motherhood blogs um, present women of color or um, or motherhood in general. Wow, that's amazing. Now, you launched it or it was launched in 2012, right? Uh-huh. Great. So, like, your background, like when I introduced your name, obviously I have Nigerian roots. Yeah. What's your back? You have Nigerian roots? Like, I know a lot yeah. of listeners always want to know. So what's your background? <laughs> yeah, so um, my parents are both uh, Nigerian. Uh, they're from Lagos, uh, and I was born um, in Baltimore, Maryland, but uh, my parents like to joke that I'm the most Nigerian of their kids. Uh, I really like love the food, um, love to go back to Nigeria, really identify uh, with the culture. So <laughs> those are those well, are my roots. That's amazing. Now, have you been to Nigeria? Have you actually been? I have. Um, I actually, for my um, college graduation present, uh, my parents paid for me to go back uh, to Nigeria with my mom to surprise my grandma for her birthday. And it was great because... Um, I had never met many of my relatives um, just because it's so expensive and so hard to get to Nigeria. Um, And so a lot of um, relatives have only just been 
people that, you know, you try to talk to on the phone, but the connection's, you know, weird and you can't understand what they're saying and they can understand what you're saying. Um, so to be able to see people who look like my parents and who look like me um, and to have that kind of instantaneous family relationship that I didn't really have with just, you know, it being my parents and my two brothers, it was really it was really moving and awesome. And then my cousin, who I met for the first time during that trip, asked me to be her maid of honor for her wedding. Um, so oh. I came back in 2012, I want to say, 2012, um, and was the uh, maid of honor at her wedding and got to see my family again. So, yeah, it's, it's been lovely wow. to, to kind of awesome. establish those relationships. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I always view myself as a Lagos girl, so that <laughs> that is awesome. I love Lagos. It's like I love yeah. it. Okay, so... We're chatting because we have 60 minutes and it flies by, so I want to get yeah. into it. Um, so mm-hmm. tell us about the mag, the website. Like, how did you actually, you know, get involved in this process um, for our listeners? Are you a mom? Yeah. Are you a wife? I mean, talk about no. that. No. Yeah. So um, the site started in 2012, and now looking back, it, it was kind of like this watershed moment in regards to everyone talking about women and how they balance career with family, with personal life. And, you know, um, Lean In came out around that time. Anne-Marie Slaughter's piece in the Atlantic about why women still can't have it all came out. And I was really interested in those conversations because I, at the time, was in my, like, late 20s, and I'm thinking, okay, it's do or die time. <laughs> everyone's getting <laughs> married. Everyone's um, having babies. Like, but how are these people doing it? Like, it it just seemed beyond me. Um, and these articles were discussing it, but it didn't really reflect people who look like me, people who may have more of an entrepreneurial background or who are making their own businesses and not people who or at the tippity top of, you know, American government or at, you know, the biggest company in the world. Um, So Modern Mia was founded as a way to have really realistic conversations with women who are managing to do it all in the, you know, parlance of the time um, and have it all. But what does that really mean? Um, You know, how do you manage having the career that you've always wanted with the family that you wanted as well? Or if you never thought you would be a mom, how did you get to become a mom and, you know, balance, you know, all that it takes into growing your own company or moving up the corporate ladder? So that's really how how it got started. And and that's interesting. I mean, you have a journalism background, um, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that, you know, you're not a mom yet, but mm-hmm. you are really trying to be in the forefront to show women of color how they balance that all. And I think that is, is awesome, but I'm sure you also face some challenges with your magazine. Like, what are yeah. some of the challenges that you face? I think a lot of it is anything that, um, that many small business owners are familiar with, but time and money. Um, Modern Mia started for me as like a a labor of love. So it was something that I would fit into the corners of my life. So I have this like demanding, um, like 
I would say nine to five, but it was more like six to seven job. Um, and whenever I could, I would, you know, send emails out to the moms to set up interviews and have conversations with them and craft the stories while I was also working a really full-time demanding job. Um, I've since found a job that has like a little bit more work-life balance for me, um, but it's still really, really hard to work and then come home and then keep working uh, when all you want to do is just relax, you know, um, hang out, eat. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard. Uh, so that's that's the main thing. And and since Modern Mia has been such a um, a labor of love, it's been totally self funded since it started. Um, I, I have all these great ideas that I want to execute, and it's like, well, you know, you got to pay rent this week. <laughs> um, um, so I, I do feel like limited by um, by the income that I have and um, the the potential uh, for more income as well. Wow, but, you know, it seems to have really taken off and have grown. I mean, you're on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, how do you actually market your brand? Is there anything you can actually share? Because I'm sure there are other women, a lot of women, um, Mm -hmm. even our guest last week, you know, worked a full-time job and, you know, juggled it. I've worked a full-time job in the past. So, but how do you market your brand when you don't have unlimited funds and it's hard, especially in the magazine industry? Yeah. Well, I try to focus on the things that deliver the most impact for the site. So there are so many different social media platforms out there that I could be on that I could, you know, be putting so much time in. But what I find drives the most traffic to Modern Mia is Facebook and Twitter. Um, And Instagram is a great community, uh, but it it doesn't necessarily drive the, the traffic that I need to you know, further grow the site. So I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out what posts are going to land on Facebook because um, the site recently, there's always like an update that makes it harder for your content to be seen um, among all the other things that are out there. So I'm always trying to figure out, okay, this story is going to work on Facebook. It might not work on Twitter. It might not work on Instagram. So let me push it. Um, and really trying to use my site's analytics to determine how I share it. Um, I also have content marketing, or sorry, content partnerships with uh, bigger sites that is really helpful, and also um, trying to work with women who have a wider network than my own so that when they appear on the site, they'll be willing to share it with their audience, and hopefully that audience will see Modern Mia and see, you know, wow, this is a really cool website. Let me see what's on there beyond this interview that originally brought me here and get to poke around that way. So it's those are the, the ways that I, I try to try to market the site. Oh, that's great. That's that's a really, really great way. Um, for those of you who are joining um, now, we're chatting with Antonia, and she is the founder of Mata Mia, which is a website that tells the stories of women at the intersection of motherhood and career. It launched in 2012, and the site offers a more realistic depiction of black women in the many spaces they occupy as mothers, daughters, employees, employers, 
lovers and friends. I love that. And I love your <laughs> website. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I just say that all the time. How did you, again, another, especially in our Dare to Aspire conference, one of the big issues that women have is website content. Talk about your website. Do you design it yourself? Um, what do you use? Um, just mm-hmm. talk about that because it's a really good site. Oh, thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, I did not design um, the site. When we originally launched, we used this website editor that was Flash-based, which gives you (laughs) insight into how just, like, old school it was. Um, But it allowed us to create this really beautiful-looking website without much coding experience. But the more that we grew, the more we outgrew that platform. So... In 2013, 14, I feel like time is just like whizzing by, um, I had an Indiegogo campaign to raise money uh, for a redesign. So I now use Squarespace. I worked with a designer who could help me execute the vision that I have uh, because Modern Mia is such a visual website. I wanted like big, beautiful photos, lots of white space, so it doesn't feel like you're just being overwhelmed with all these uh, text and images. Uh, so finding someone who could help me execute that vision and also on a platform that I could like use without having to call someone anytime I wanted to update was really important. Wow. Now talk about the funding. Now you said you, you did some funding on Go something, and I couldn't repeat that and talk about how much you raised because a lot of yeah. people probably could do the same thing and how you went about getting funding, you know, a non-traditional way. Right. So I uh, raised money for Modern Mia through Indiegogo. So unlike Kickstarter, you can raise money on Indiegogo for anything, Um Kickstarter won't let you raise funds for a project that doesn't have an end or an end product. Um, So that was why I went with Indiegogo. And it also lets you keep the money that you raise, even if you don't meet meet your goal. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, which um, was really helpful for me. Um, I was kind of, like, looking back on it, I would totally do the way that I crowdfunded totally different. Um, I had this big number in mind because I was like, you know, I want to raise enough money to run the site for a full year, pay writers, pay photographers, um, feel comfortable, not have so much of my income go towards the website. So I'm going to post this big number. Um, And I also wanted to make sure that whatever money I got after uh, taxes and credit card processing fees and then the fees that Indiegogo takes, I could still make use of it. Um, the number I want to say was around 50000 Um and what I ended up raising was 12500 and then after all of those taxes and fees, it came down to $8,000. So that was enough for me to update the website um, and pay for photography and a few other miscellaneous things. I had an event for the first time um, after raising that money. But if I could do it all over again, I would have had a very specific goal that I wanted, a much smaller number, and um, I would have been able to keep all the money um, and use more of it as a result. 
Wow, this is, I told everybody you need a pen and piece of paper because I'm sure there's somebody, <laughs> you, you you know, that is like, wow, Indiegogo, wow, I can raise money. I mean, 12000 or even 8000 is a lot. And people just, you know, gave you because you put, I guess you put your mission and why you're doing it. And people gave yeah. you, and it's that's a great story. That's a great yeah, story. Yeah, I really wanted, I, I created a video with the help of some really talented videographers. I wanted it to convey just like how beautiful the website is because that's the first thing that people notice is just you know it's gorgeous these photos are unlike any you know photo that you see online in regards to like lifestyle um, blogging so I wanted the video to feel the same way as well as convey why it's so important Um, so I, I think the video was very powerful and inspiring and the stories that I tell um, really helped reach a wider audience besides, like, my family and friends who were super awesome and supportive um, and pitched in um, along with Modern Mia readers and then people who just came across the site um, because of press that I was doing around that time as well. Wow, amazing. Love it, love mm-hmm. it. We're all with Antonia Akuntunde. And we're so excited. We're chatting about, you know, her great magazine, Mata Mia. And um, we are really, really great. Um, If you have a question on the phone or in the chat room, just please put it in and we will get to it um, as soon as we can. Now, okay, so we talked about how you market your brand, some of the challenges that you face. Now, the online industry is, is very brutal. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the different magazines, you know, some collapse, some keep going. But how do you survive in? Because you have an online magazine, basically, um, mm-hmm. or would you categorize it like that? And just how do you survive, and what makes you like stand out? Um, it's interesting because I recently, <clears throat> pardon, uh, had an interview with Lovey from um, Awesomely Lovey. This really hilarious humor blog, pop culture um, blog that's just super funny, hilarious, everyone should look it up. And I asked her the same question, and she said that it's just consistency, um, just being the person who goes at it every day um, is is important when people are able to just, you know, it's it's so easy to start a blog and, and then decide that you don't want to continue with it, but it's much harder to say, okay, this is this is my thing, this is what I'm going to do, and even though I don't may not feel like writing today or editing today, it has to go up. So that consistency is why I think Modern Mia is, is still around because, uh, you know, with anything, it, it can be really challenging and frustrating when, you know, you feel like you should be further along than you are or why is this so difficult? Why am I not meeting this goal already or that goal already? But instead of throwing in the towel, I kind of feel like, well, if Modern Mia was to go away, what would come in its place um, to kind of do the same like, high-quality photos and, like, really rich, in-depth storytelling that's happening on the site? I don't really know what would um, what would replace it. So that's that's important to me. Wow, nice, nice. Um, question in the chat room. This is for you. Um, okay. Do you have any mentors, people that are in the industry that you look up to or that give you advice? Yeah, um, I I talk to so many people um, just because, as, 
I used to be very, very shy. Um, and then one of the great things about journalism school is now I can just talk to anyone. Um, so whenever I have uh-huh. a question, I definitely reach out to people and um, see, you know, how they would go about solving the problem or if they can point me in the right direction. Um, a lot of the moms that I featured on the site fall in that in that category. Um, Geraldine Mariba, uh, the vice president of CNN, uh, a vice president at CNN, um, is someone that I've, I've reached out to in the past for help. Um, past bosses, uh, it's it's more like a an email check in than uh, let's meet for coffee every week and talk about my um, issues with the site or how I can grow. But they're they're definitely. Um, a group of people that I rely on for advice. Um, Rachel Rogers, who was another mom featured on the site, she has a um, an online law firm where she works with small business owners and helps them grow their business. Um, and she is someone who is just so full of energy and so positive and just seeing what she's created. And it, it's just really inspiring. So, Long answer to to that question, but I, I do have have mentors that I um, reach out to. Wow, a lot of people might be listening to this um, interview and checking out your site, and um, the first thing that comes in, into mind for any mom or you know woman, um, especially in this economy, is financing, financing the business. And you mm-hmm. talked about you know you did the Indiegogo. Um, you know, thing to get started, but on an ongoing basis, how do you make money from Matamia? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that is the that is the question. Um, <laughs> I I am in a position right now where I'm slowly starting to work with brands for content marketing. Um, so a brand will have a campaign that they're working on when they're trying to raise awareness with certain demographics, and they'll want to work with Modern Media because I reach a very engaged, very pure uh, audience of black women of a certain age, Um, and so I'll work with them to create a post and publish that and get money that way. Um, But that isn't, you know, the, the bread and butter of the site right now. That's something that I'm still working on and something that I wish I had you know, thought of in 2012 when I was just like, I just want to tell people stories. Um, I wish I had had a business model in mind, like, all right, Antonia Akatunde, like, you know, you can't, you can't keep, um, you know, putting so much money into something and not seeing any return. Um, So I, that's something that I'm working on now. I actually have a few ideas in mind that I can't wait to, to start implementing, um, really growing the site's traffic to make it more desirable to those brands I'm working with. Uh, but right now it's it's largely self-funded and then little uh, sponsored posts here and there to help. And you know what? I'm glad, I mean, I coach, you know, I take million businesses million-dollar level, right? 
So mm-hmm. one one of the things I want to stress that you it's nothing. Most businesses start, especially like small businesses, as self funded, and there's nothing yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with that if you have a mm-hmm. vision and a goal and you're working toward it. Um, and I appreciate your honesty um, mm-hmm. in you know sharing that you know it is self funded, but you have some things that you're working on. Because um, mm-hmm. right now the big thing is awareness, getting people to know your brand and yeah. engage on social yeah. media. So excellent, excellent, Thank excellent, you. excellent. <laughs> we are live with the founder of Mata Mia, and that's M-A-T-E-R-M-E-A.com. And it is a website that tells the stories of women at the intersection of motherhood and career. And it launched in 2012, and we're just chatting about the the website and just giving advice, tips about how you, too, can start um, a small business. So with your website, I mean, it seems like you have a lot of lessons learned. You know, you you seem, you know, you, you're doing this, you're trying. Eventually one day I'm sure you want to do this full time. What are some lessons, and we're going to go through this again, but what uh-huh. are some things that you can share with other entrepreneurs that, wow, I wish if I had known this three years ago or in 2012, you know, this would have been great, you know. Can you share yeah. something? Yeah, just to what we were speaking about earlier, having an idea of how you're going to make the money from the get-go um, is something that I wish I had thought a little more, you know, in the beginning and had a, a clear idea of, you know, how this is going to work. Um, I wish that I had thought of how to have um, a, a team around me um like a lawyer when it comes to contracts and setting up your business so that you don't get fined or penalized. Um, just really making the the business more official um, at the beginning so that, you know, in my case, three years down the road, you're not playing catch up to things that you should have done right from the jump. So like having contracts ready and, knowing, you know, do I want to be an LLC or an S-Corp or or this or that. Uh, There are a lot of basic fundamentals that I am just now getting to um, that I think other people may have had at the beginning or would be better suited to have at the beginning. Yeah, so now what did you decide for your magazine? Are you an LLC or S-Corp or incorporated? (laughs) Have you decided that? Yeah, um, Modern Mia is an S-Corp, and I am just really grateful to to have someone who can, like, walk me through um, that entire process, because if it were up to me, I would still just be, you know, putting all my my money into it for my personal account instead of setting up a business account or um, not having contracts with photographers and you know, it would be very, it would be running at an amateur rate. Um, and if I didn't, you know, treat my business like a professional, it would continue to run like as a as a hobby, really. So I that was like it. a reckoning. I love this. <laughs> I love, you know, this is, I mean, and, and I keep, and, and, you, and we can talk offline, but the Dare to a Spa conference, you know, I tell everybody, and just listening to you, um, it's it's an amazing conference, and it's so good because you're right. 
all these things are so important that you need to do at the beginning because it's it's I'm so I love it I love it because you're sharing these things and this show is recorded and people are going to listen to it later and we're going to send it out and tweet it out a million times and I hope somebody that's starting out can listen to this. Um, another question I had, and just because mm-hmm. I'm a mom, I'm you know a, a woman of color, as they say, in motherhood. Yes. What have you found in doing your research and in mm-hmm. and all your interviews on the site? What have you found like to be the most interesting thing about women of color, or something that you're like, wow, I didn't know this, or in, in all your interviews, and you know, have you found anything that's like aha, you know? In doing with yeah. women of color, do they differ from other women? Um, what have you found? That's that's a great thing. Is that no? Um, I mean, you know, the in terms of like the issues that people of color have to deal with versus um, white people, it, that's totally different. And like those conversations that you have with your partner or with your children, those are different. But the things that people care about are exactly the same in terms of like this is what I want in my career or this is how I want to raise my kids. How do I go about instilling in them the values that I've learned over, you know, the course of a lifetime. I think those are all universal issues. Um, Something that's really comforting for me as someone who can get inside her head a lot and like freak out and like, you know, Oh my God, so-and-so just posted another picture of their baby. Like when am I going to get pregnant? Um, it's that no one has an answer. Like, you you just have to go where life takes you. And, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. Like, things will work out the way they're supposed to, even if it doesn't look the way that you thought it would look like when you were, you know, dear diary, like, I want to live in this mansion with this man and <laughs> with these kids. Um, so that's, that's been really comforting as someone who's, you know, just starting her, like, professional um, journey, and also uh, wants to have kids and a family down down the line. Wow, you heard it live. <laughs> no, no, that is amazing, amazing. So, um, and I have a question on the phone line, and thank you for holding. Thank you all for holding. Let me see if I can connect you. 864, you have a question. You're alive. Uh, yes, I have two questions. Uh, number Yay, one, trip. thank you were made to uh, Nigeria, uh, that is, they were mentioned. And I was wondering uh, what cultural perspectives did uh, the young lady notice that were different yet interesting? And number two, it is often been said that that women of color have too much of it all. And I was wondering what are some of the statistical points that one should be aware of uh, in order to really be successful if you talk to those people who are successful in business? Great questions. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess the first one, let me just break it down, is, um, you know, when you went to Nigeria, like were there any big differences that you saw with the women here versus the women there? Uh, I, I saw that, like, family is so, not to say that it's not important in the States, but it's just a part of your everyday life in a way that I I don't feel like it is in the States, Um, at least for my family. Um, I can't speak for everyone's family. But, you know, when I went to my grandma's birthday party, 
um, it wasn't just my maternal side of the family that was there. Like, my paternal side of the family was there as well. Like, my grandmas know each other. Like, my, you know, everyone knows who everyone is and everyone hangs out together in a way that I don't think is um, common from my experience. Um, so that was that was the main thing that I noticed where it was just like, oh, like, my grandmas are hanging out with each other and, like, you know, chatting it up and, um, my my dad's brother had a seat at the high table for you know the the um, the birthday party, um, so there's an integration of family in a way that um, I, I found to be really you know beautiful and um, and uplifting. Um, and then the that was that was the biggest difference um, that I that I noticed. Great. And the statistical, mm-hmm. like, you know, she said, a lot of times women of color have so much, you know, we got kids where, you know, a lot of us are single moms, divorced mm-hmm. moms, you know, like we got so much. The women that are successful that you interviewed on your site, was there a journal pad, like were they all married or were they all educated? Was, was there anything mm-hmm. that you could see from that? Uh, what I really like about the site is that there's just there's no right way to get to the path that any woman wants. Um, so I've had um, moms who you know are, are teen moms and um, didn't end up with their partner, and then years down the road get married and have more kids, or um, women who get married um, and have a supportive spouse who becomes a stay-at-home dad so that she can, you know, further her career. So there's there's not one thing that I can point to outside of um, the the importance of having other people to help you. To your point earlier about um, having mentors, it's just so important to have someone who um, you can talk to but can also look out for you in your business and or you know, in corporate America say, okay, um, this person, I, I bet her, um, she is worth our time. She should be promoted. She should move up. Having someone on the inside like that is really helpful. Um, and in terms of the more entrepreneurial moms, um, just having a support system is incredibly important. That's something that everyone says. It's like, I can't do it by myself. Like, it, it might look like I'm doing it by myself, but, you know, I have friends and families and, like, you know, um, coworkers who, who have my back as well. So I, I think having a support system, no matter what that looks like, is the number one thing that all these successful women have told me. Wow, that is amazing, and that's so true, you know. And my mom always says that. Your support, you know, your support system is very, very vital. You're not, you're not, you can't do all these things unless your mom, you know, your spouse, your kids, family um, helps. And it's good mm-hmm. to see that you also believe that. Mm-hmm. Wow, we are live with the founder of Mata Mia, and if you're joining us live, just to let you know, she and check out the website www.matermea.com. It's a website that tells the stories of women at the intersection of motherhood and career. It was launched in 2012. The site offers a more realistic depiction of Black women in the many spaces they occupy as mothers 
daughters, employees, employers, lovers, and friends. We have to um, play one commercial, and then we will be right back um, with Antonia. Hair Yum is the fastest-growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Great. So we are back live chatting, and as I always say, time flies on this show. Um, But I did want to get a couple more questions in. Thank you to everybody that joined in on the phone line. How do you, I mean, you have this online magazine. It's If you go to her Instagram, it's so many people are engaged, so many moms are engaged. Your your page is very engaging. But how do Thank you, you measure success? How do you measure success? Um, in terms of per- personal success, um, it's when people leave a comment or reach out to me and say, you know, thank you so much. Like, I have never seen anything like this before. I've never seen our stories told in this way and being told that our stories are important and should be told in a a really elegant and beautiful way. Um, That makes me feel great. Um, In terms of Modern Mia, it would be great if the site was, you know, a self-sustaining business that was able to reach all these goals that I have for it. So having different offshoots of the site, having different sponsored posts and ads and um, reaching women beyond um, the the United States, uh, having a more global presence where I'm telling the stories of women in different parts of the world would be amazing. Um, Yeah, I I definitely see this as a platform for sharing women's stories um, and empowering other women through those stories. So I think the fact that I've gotten this far and, and so many challenges have presented themselves uh, since 2012 has been has been um, just more than I can say. <laughs> wow, great, great. And speaking of the women, the many women that you've interviewed, you know, a lot of very successful women, how do you find these women or these get these women of color? Because they're very successful. Like, how do you find them um, to interview? Yeah. I'm sure there's some women might be listening now and saying, hey, I want to be on the site. How do you <laughs> find them? <laughs> yeah, so when I first started um, the site, uh, we had a master list of women of color who were super influential, super well-known, and, you know, trying to find out if they had kids because that's something that, I find it's pretty interesting about about black women that now that I think about it is different. Um, some women don't lead with the fact that they're moms, whereas I feel like um, some white women do. They monetize the fact that they're a mom in some cases, um, whereas a lot of the black women that we featured, you wouldn't even know um, because it's not in their Instagram bio. Um, it's not in the, their press releases or things like that. So there was a lot of Internet sleuthing um, to be done in some cases, but it was just going through and saying, oh, my God, I love Wengechi Mutu. Um, I wonder if she's a mom. Oh, she is. Then let's like, try to reach out to her. Or Rhonda Ross is definitely a mom. Let's reach out to her. Um, as the site's grown, um, it's been a lot of people 
nominating themselves or um, putting us in touch with women that they think that we should be profiling. The site is kind of moving away um, from the long-form features because I'm finding now that people aren't really engaging with it as much as they used to. Um, So now I'm even doing shorter profiles um, so that I can get as many people's stories in as possible and having more people engage with the content as well. Yeah, because I know I found out about you guys through a gas of yummy spoonfuls. She's like, oh, my God, you got to, you know, get in touch. Yeah. You know, I hadn't heard of you, but... You know, mm-hmm. she's a good friend, so she had mentioned yeah. it, so it's great. And she, her feature mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Yeah, um, she's she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, in terms of, like, you're talking about um, challenges and some of the things for those who might have missed a couple of things, you gave a lot of great advice about, you know, how to structure your business, you know, information, but resources. A lot of times, one thing, you cannot do it all. Do you hire, do you have an assistant? Do you hire, like, talk talk about any lessons learned and what do you do in terms of resources? Do you hire interns? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm incredibly, incredibly lucky to have a number of really talented women who identify with the um, the site's mission who want to help me grow Modern Mia. Um, so they've reached out um, one way or another to offer their um, their talents as contributing writers. Um, I've also had uh, some of our readers contact me and say, I have this story that I want to share. Um, so that's that's been great in terms of having um, content creators for the site because once upon a time it was me who was doing all the writing, um, which was really, really Hard and I was at a point of burning out before I was like I have to I have to like let go of this thing that I I love doing because it's not helping me grow the site to just run myself ragged trying to um, to write stories that might not even be as great as I would like them to be because I'm just like gotta gotta get it done gotta get it done um, so that's that's great I do have an editorial intern and a social media intern. Um, I don't have an assistant. I have a very, very, very anal retentive email system, um, and I use this app called Mailbox um, where you can um, have it send to your – it'll, like, go through your inbox, and you can go through and say, I want you to send this to me later today or tomorrow or in a week or in a month. Um, because I get kind of nervous or anxious when I have a very full inbox. I'm all about inbox zero. So, like, when things hit my inbox, it's just instead of me freaking out about it, it's just best to be like, girl, go to mailbox. You'll look at it later today, out of sight, out of mind, until you have to deal with it. Um, So I try to, like, use little apps like that (laughs) to get more control over um, the to-do list because the to-do list can be – pretty intimidating sometimes. Yeah. No, that's another tidbit, mailbox app. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what other apps, like, can you think of that's really helped you um, in your business? Do you have any others that you may use or that you think yeah. might be helpful to other small business um, owners? Yeah. Um, Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. Um, it's a workflow app. And, um Sorry, I'm going to, like, open it up right now. <laughs> um, it'll have you create boards 
and it's like a visual to-do list. So you can drag and drop your to-do items into different categories. So for mine, it's like Modern Mia editorial, things that are in the works that I need to work out. Um, marquee moms who are going to be, you know, the, the women who get the big profiles with all the photos um, and the long form features. What do I have to do for them? Um, my to-do list, what am I doing? What's been done? And you can just create these little cards and drag them around. So um, you can visually see, okay, what's been done and what needs to be done. So that's been helpful. Um, it's like an elevated to-do list, um, though sometimes writing things down is still very helpful. You can't can't get rid of a pen and paper sometimes. <laughs> yep, so just write it down your to-do list. Love it, love it. We're, we're chatting with the founder of Mata Mia, um, and we're just chatting just about the whole, you know, online, I, and I call it an online magazine or profile um, of women of color. And why do you think so many women of color aren't featured, or do you think that's changing now, um, that we have Michelle Obama as president, we have Scandal, you know, Kerry yeah. Washington, we have all these, you know, now women of color seem to be the end thing. Um, what's your, what's your <laughs> right. take on that? <laughs> um, I, I think that the there are definitely high-profile women who are considered worthy of co- coverage in mainstream media, but the everyday woman isn't. And that's also another great thing about Modern Mia is that I, I like to think that, you know, the the um, categorization of black women used to be either welfare mother or Michelle Obama. There was no gray space in between, and Modern Mia excels in telling the stories of the women in between and at both ends of the spectrum. Um, so I I think those stories are sometimes, having worked in the profession um, of journalism, sometimes people just don't want to, like, pitch those stories. Maybe they think, oh, well, no one wants to hear that story, no one's going to care, and then they're surprised when... Um, you know, those stories go viral. Like in the case of um, Humans of New York, that um, is her name Nina Lopez, I think, the principal at the school in um, in Brownsville, New York. Um, one of her students, you know, was singing her praises, and then that went viral, and then, you know, they find out that it's this amazing black woman behind it, and then her story goes viral. But those aren't necessarily the stories that mainstream media wants to find themselves. They're happy to jump on it after someone else has dug it up, but um, they don't go hunting for those stories themselves. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very, that is very, very true. Um, Any other um, lessons learned that you can share with our um, listeners um, just in terms of your business journey? Um, Yeah, I think um, having more than one potential revenue stream is super important. Um, it's it's easy to say that, you know, I just have a blog and that's all that I, I do, but, you know, you need to have other sources of revenue to support yourself and to support the business. So, you know, for someone that could be consulting on the side or selling products through your website or um, event planning um, or photography, I just – I think it's really important to have as many um pots on the on the stove as possible to to have a successful business. 
Well, I like that. Pots on the stove. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I read somewhere that the the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't burn yourself out. But I, I would definitely agree. Well. I would definitely agree with to that one. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we are chatting. We have a few minutes left in the show. And, you know, I really, like I said, um, I love what you're doing, featuring women moms of color. Do you ever get any slack um, that you're not a mom, but you're writing about moms, or are people just happy that you're doing what you're doing? I haven't gotten any flack about that. Um, there have been comments that the women on the site aren't relatable, um, which is something that I have taken to heart um, and try to, you know, make it more accessible for everyone. Um, and I also have broadened the scope of the site. So now it's not just about motherhood, but it's just celebrating women at the intersection of career and family. So that's any any woman of uh, of color who's a young professional um, to the mom who's had her first kid and is like, what am I doing? To moms who are empty nesters, um, I think that that hits at the you know the target demographic, so everyone can feel a little bit more represented. And not that I'm only talking to super successful women, um, but that you know everyone has a has a place on the site. Hmm. Well, that's interesting feedback that some people might have thought they weren't relatable. I guess I don't. I I would be interested to what they meant by that. You know. Yeah. Like, I think for some people, just like by the nature of someone being on Modern Mia, they think that they're like super successful. Um, or, but I've had a lot of moms who are like, "How did you find me again?" Like. Why are you featuring me? Why do you think that's so important? <laughs> um, so there is a little bit of um, it, it's it's funny because you know to that point the women who are being featured are are also like wait I'm not that cool like I'm not that important why are you talking to me? Um, so it's it's one of those things where you have to like like I'm particularly sensitive <laughs> so I have to you know think okay that's that's their opinion it doesn't make it true you can try to. Um, please everyone, and that might not work out either, but try to find a a middle ground to to those concerns because they're valid concerns if someone feels it. Yes, yes. Okay, so we have a few minutes left in the show. We always play this game where we ask our guests, (laughs) we say five things. People listening in, we do not tell them the words beforehand. It's just ad hoc. What's on the mind of our guests? So I'm going to say oh, wow. five words, and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. And as always, there's no right or wrong answer. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, okay. family. Family. Um, important. Women of color. Phenomenal. Mom. Heart. Hillary Clinton. President. Journalism All that I know how to do (laughs) Awesome Yay 
<laughs> that was so much fun. We're going to keep this clip because if Hillary Clinton or when Hillary Clinton becomes president, we can always retweet it and, and tweet it out. That is that is great. That is great. So please, as we're rounding up in the last few minutes, um, can you tell people how to get a hold of you, how to read your site, you know, if they know somebody that can be featured or have any, you know, input on ways, you know, they want to see um, Mata Mia grow um, mm-hmm. Can you share your contact information, please? Yeah, yeah. I'm always open to um, suggestions. Um, you can email uh, me at A-N-T-H-O-N-I-A at matermia.com. Um, my Twitter handle is A-N-T-H-O-N-I-A-A. Um, you can follow Matermia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, at Modern Mia, all one word. Um, and the website is www.matermea.com. Awesome, awesome. Any last advice and or if there's one thing, like if you could shout, um, if you're standing on a rooftop facing crowds of aspiring <laughs> or struggling small business owners, what would you shout to them? I think just do it. Um, I have always been kind of a perfectionist in a weird way. Um, I'm not a type A personality, but I I would love for things to look exactly the way that I envisioned them before I share it to the world. Um, and that, for a lot of people, just leads to an idea sitting and gathering dust and then being like, ugh. Oh, why didn't I do something with it when you see someone else doing it? So I think, you know, pushing that fear aside and just going for what you want to do is super important. Um, I actually just gave notice at my day job um, (laughs) so I can work on Modern Mia full-time and just do it. Oh, my God, you heard it live here. OMG, when did you do that? Oh, like, you, that should have been the first thing. Now we have like 50 <laughs> seconds. My producer's like, time. To, that should have been the first. Oh, my God, we got to yeah. have you back on because that's a whole other process. That should have been the first thing you told me. Well, oh, my God. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> OMG, that yeah. is amazing. Wow, congratulations. So you're going to be a full timer. Congratulations. Yeah. We have Thank to bring you. you back on. We have to bring well, you back on. Well, maybe that's show. why I did it, so that you can bring me back on. <laughs> All part of my well, plan. Yeah, wow, that's a whole nother show, wow. Well, you know, thank you. We have 15 seconds left, but thank you so much. We appreciate you being on MGM Radio. And, again, go visit the site, and thank you to all our guests for listening in, and have a fabulous Wednesday. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.